I don't make 10% of the money that other influencers make, right? They they are flying to Singapore, Australia, you know, uh, and then there are food bloggers reviewing phones, and there are tech bloggers reviewing food. I I don't know what's happening where, but then I tend to stay away from that. I do not go behind brands to give me stuff. Welcome to Outliers. I am really excited uh, and finally happy to have Shakti join us for this episode of Outliers. Uh, you know, Outliers is uh, a podcast with outliers. So clearly, Shakti is an outlier. Just a bit about Shakti. Uh, I have uh, watched Shakti uh, over a year now uh, on Twitter, especially, uh, and I have, I have, I have known him as an important credible voice uh on you know in a, in a social media world where sometimes you don't know uh, the motivations uh behind you know what people share and what do they say and what they don't say so so shakti has clearly been a sane voice on on social media uh questioning uh people companies and also providing insights so uh, Shakti, welcome to Outliers. It's wonderful to be on Outliers, Pankaj. Thanks a lot for having me. I'm looking forward to lying out. <laughs> Actually, I'm very nervous, right? Pan Pankaj is this very imposing person. I'm afraid of him already. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so sense of humor is established now. <laughs> uh, Shakti, one of the things on social media, you know, if you have 10,000, 5,000, 500 followers even then, you know, and, and you have what, 160,000 now? Twitter yeah, 163,000. 63,000. Yeah. It becomes very... 3,000 is probably my family. So. <laughs> How about the bots? Eh? <laughs> uh, that, that's a big problem. Half of my family are bots anyways. <laughs> so... Uh, one of the things is how do you ensure that your voice is credible and you don't fall for these temptations, you know, uh, like we all talk about paid tweets and things like that, where people don't disclose uh, that they are being paid and so on. So as a social media influencer, how easy or difficult has it been for you, this journey? It has been extremely difficult, right? The social media space is one of the most cluttered and completely dirty spaces that we have online today, right? Because it's a space where self-certification is the uh, is the rule of uh, things most of the times, right? You see people calling themselves influencers on their own bio. This is like me calling myself the prime minister of uh, uh, France on my bio, right? And people will kick me in the real world if I do that. But on social media, this works. There are agencies that search for people with the word influencer on their bio and go pay them to say whatever their brands want, right? They don't care about who reads it or even about whether anybody reads it or not. And and there are no fixed criteria for this, right? Any, like you said, even people with 500 followers call themselves influencers and they get paid really good money to tweet, right? Now, this comes either from consumer brands 
or from political parties right or from uh, you know unlikely quarters i i have even been approached by a us based underwear vendor to tweet about their underwear which is supposedly man friendly because it has a couple of holes in it right? or, or uh, uh, you know strategically placed or whatever right and they were ready to pay me good money in dollars for that right so like you said this is very prevalent right it is very difficult to stay away from that but then why did i stay away from that because in real life i have a mobility challenge i cannot be everywhere as easily as the others can sure i am not saying that it defines me but it's something that i have to work around but on social media i have no such restriction i can say what i feel like and i can stand for what i believe in right the minute i give in to one of these easy money making temptations i lose that because the minute people who follow me and interact with me see me selling underwear on monday water bottles on tuesday and mobile phones on wednesday they are not going to hear what i have to say on thursday yeah. right that's one thing and the other thing is i started my career way back in the 90s right uh, back then integrity was something that you needed to have to even start a career right now you can have an entire career without it and still be a successful person uh, that's what we evolved into right i'm not saying it's good or bad or whatever right whatever works for that person works but then so then i said see let us have a script right and let's not deviate from that script if you look at what i talk about it's mostly technology it's mostly about accessibility issues or other things that move me right yes. they are never about is kangana ranaut right or is karan johar right today i don't take sides that often if, if people who been following me for a while they know this very well right uh, i did not take sides in krk versus mohan lal that is irrelevant right it, it is not something that is going to affect anybody's life or is it going to make society a better place for you no right whether karan johar is nepotistic or does mohan lal look like chota bhim it really doesn't matter but can somebody on a wheelchair get into a car go to the passport office get their passport renewed and come back without difficulties that is something that the society needs to think about sure. and work on right so i have a voice to talk about it i'll definitely use my voice to talk about it but to have my voice heard i should not be talking nonsense social media is like a big party everybody gets a corner in the party to talk what they want right but then if there is somebody who is talking gibberish over and over over initially it looks very interesting like kapil sharma's trps right they were amazing to begin with now nobody even touches the crap that is selling can i say crap on the podcast of course. I, don't know, right? i don't know if you have language filters so, <coughs> no. so what do you do not to lose that yes right you don't become kapil sharma you don't get carried away in what you are right you stay what you want to be what you are and what you want to be are two different things at any given point of time as long as you keep striving to become what you want to be and you have a script to get there what you are should not cloud that right for example barack obama follows me he followed me even back when he was president of the united states right how do i wake up every day morning thinking what do i tell my friend barack obama today on twitter no right senator rahman malik follows me that man talks all sorts of crap about india all the time yes. 
and I have dissed him publicly, still he continues to follow me, right? But do I wake up every day morning thinking, how do I punch this fellow in the face? He is a Pakistani after all. No, right? So these social media numbers, right? You essentially take it with a pinch of salt. Mm. Because 1,63,000 followers does not mean 1,63,000 people are listening to me all the time. Mm. What it means is, they'll 1,63,000 people probably give me two minutes of their attention every week. Mm. Not more than that. That's a good way of looking at right? it. Right? <clears throat> now, if I say something credible in those two minutes, they'll come back and give me four minutes next week. <laughs> but if I'm peddling somewhere to them all the time, they'll either mute me or unfollow me. So this whole process of building a presence to make a voice for things that I stand for goes for a toss, right? Yes, it is tough. I don't make 10% of the money that other influencers make. Right? They, they are flying to Singapore, Australia, you know, uh, and then there are food bloggers reviewing phones, and there are tech bloggers reviewing food. I, I don't know what's happening where, but then I tend to stay away from that. I do not go behind brands to give me stuff. Mm -hmm. But then when brands respect me and say, Sakti, this is what we're trying to do. We would like your opinion on your blog and on your social handles. I respect the fact that they came to me and give them an honest opinion, right? And I'm very, uh, and I'm very well known for going after brands when they do blunders. Also, I do not say that you know. See, uh, a lot of the India and global heads of these brands are good friends. Does that mean that when they're doing something wrong, I'll keep quiet? No, it does not. Right? Uh, some Chinese companies that came and set up shop in India, I was part of the first ten people that they befriended here to build their presence. Right? Now they are selling five crores in a day and all that. And they've effectively disconnected from me. But we are still friends. The India head, you know, the China ops head. We are still friends. But then I'm the first guy who will call out bullshit when they do it. And that is why we are still friends. I need to respect that fact also, right? I am not friends with them because they'll give me a new phone to work with every two weeks. I am, I am friends with them because they want to hear what I have to say that they think that my voice is valid. And they are friends with me because they know that I will not pull punches if they do something wrong. Because at the end of the day, right, people who call you on your face for what you're doing wrong add more value to the ecosystem than people yeah. who are always saying yes to you, right? Yeah. So all this together, and the fact that I'm not a good-looking guy who can hop onto a flight anytime, and the fact that my wife has to push me around on a wheelchair so the brands need to buy two air tickets to transport me anywhere, Believe me, this is a big problem. A lot of tech brands fly 1,000, 1,500 bloggers to Delhi. Yeah? Yeah, they do. When I say, see, I'm on a wheelchair, my wife, my wife needs to move me around. Uh, no, no, our policy doesn't allow that. Forget going to Delhi. They fly down 800 people from Delhi to Bangalore. I use a wheelchair cab to move from point A to point B in Bangalore. There's only one in the whole of Bangalore that works like that. And I asked them to reimburse that for me. Now, th these guys, they get up and down flights and five-star accommodation and all that. My wheelchair cab doesn't get, re doesn't get reimbursed most of the time. I pay from my pocket. Even if it does, it's reimbursed after 45 days. Right? So, I think all this put together has also contributed to the fact that, you know, brands do not want me as an influencer on their side. 
I am not saying that I am uh, the I am Buddha version 2.0, sure. right? I am not a man <coughs> who doesn't need money. Yes, I need money. I just don't want to make money in, in, in ways that will make me irrelevant to people. That's a very important thing you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, looks like it doesn't matter much to today's ecosystem. As you see that 19 year olds are getting out of, getting into college, buying a domain, putting WordPress on it and becoming tech commentators that define the tech space or the tech horizon or the tech drainage or whatever that's called today, right? And they get flown around the place. I mean, uh, there was a brand that flew people to Andaman for five days to launch a camera phone. They didn't have the courtesy to send me a unit because they know that I'll call that phone out because the camera is all it has. The processor has thousand and one problems. It's an irrelevant processor. Heats up all the time. And it has a thousand and one security holes in it. So they'll not give that to me, right? Only the brands who are confident that their stuff will stand scrutiny, will send me stuff. And I'm one of those guys who reviews and sends stuff back. I don't keep stuff at home. Two reasons. One is I have a small home. I can't store this. I, I can't store this e-waste in a lot of places, right? And most electronics becomes irrelevant in three months. It's a paperweight after three months. Why would you want to keep what it? What phone do you use these days? I use two phones, one personal and one official, right? My uh, official number is a OnePlus 3T and my personal phone is a Huawei Mate 9. Uh, simple reasons, right? Uh, I want the phone not to hang all the time. And I want the phone to work as a phone primarily. Right? I don't want it to be a camera with a moonlight flash and all that. You know, uh, probably my age, right? I'm 44. I don't go around uh, selfie hopping. Okay. So coming back to your question, yeah. right? It is difficult. Yeah. But not impossible. It is possible. It is very possible. The problem in India is, right, there is no structure to this influencer marketing thing that is happening. Everybody picks up a piece of influencer marketing and calls it his own. There is no structure. There is no due diligence behind finding the right influencer for your brand. Does this person resonate with your message? Does this person even make sense as somebody who is talking for your brand? Right? Just randomly... Yeah, all they do is go to certain websites that will list out people with um, huge followings or people with crazy number of tweets. Take 10 from there, take 10 from there, put them on a flight, send them to Delhi, launch something, give them freebies and your influencer marketing is done. That is not influencer marketing, that is snake oil salesmanship at its worst. Influencer marketing is Working with an influencer to create co-branded content that makes relevant connect with your prospect, your end user, and also with the influencer you're working with, right? So how do people make sense of these influencers on Twitter and elsewhere, right? But like, is it a litmus test? There is. Are they selling a product every day? Rule number one. If the answer is yes, they are not an influencer worth listening to. Rule number two, do they have the word influencer on their bio? If the answer is yes, then they are clearly not an influencer. 
and rule number 3 look for proper conversations that handle si proper conversations right need not necessarily be that they need to have 20 conversations a day with 20 people sure when relevant queries are raised is that handle responding properly i am saying that handle because there are multiple handles handled by a single person and there are you know vice versa there are handles without people behind them lot of things but then you can look at that right also look at is there a script are there specific topics that this person is good at right it shouldn't be that you know this is this guy is following the standard twitter formula like bollywood has a formula there is a twitter formula right 33% tweets 22% links 10% jokes and the rest is opinion and you can automate this with just four different websites all for free and your account will run forever wow <laughs> and you will get an average of 80000 impressions a month minimum without human intervention this can be done i can do it for you if you want <laughs> so you need to be careful about sure. that because a lot of people get confused and uh, so when they look listen to these influencers so which is why and uh, what is your view on twitter itself shakti because uh, you know sometimes i i personally for example get confused right mm. uh, because it's a well defined universe a microcosm of something so i don't know so but what is how would you rate twitter as a platform see twitter has its roots in the roots of the internet right internet is probably the biggest controlled experiment in anarchy twitter is a subset of that you look at it like that but then again right the nature of the medium is so pervasive now that you can effectively use it for good actual offline good using twitter has happened sure quite a lot right couple of examples is there is there was a photographer in south africa <laughs> who connected with a lady who couldn't get out of her bed in the US all he did then was connect his camera to the internet and do photo walks for her to see through her google plus account wow right mm-hmm. that is the power of social media to do good and when south africa was on the throes of moving from apartheid to proper democracy right there was a proposed meeting between dalai lama and desmond tutu dalai lama was not given a visa to fly because they were scared what if these two guys come together on a podium right there could be chaos on the ground you know what they did right they did a google hangout together and it created immense number of impressions impressions that today's brand managers will kill and kill kill again for and it created so much was that is the effective good of social media right and twitter is just another part of social media sure. if used correctly right i was one of the early adopters of twitter in india those days quality conversations is all you had on twitter people were not hash crapping each other out and i call it hash crap because hashtags have become crap they used it as file folders or whatever today but then initially exchange of information was good right if i was compiling some code i urgently needed a couple of dlls that i couldn't find in india i just had to tweet and somebody picked it up from the us and shared it for me oh wow work actually got done right 
I got A class designers from the US to design a couple of stuff for a client who was sitting in Africa while I was in Bangalore all the time. They didn't charge me for it. It was done just to connect with me because the next week they needed a favor and I I was able to help them out. This was Twitter when we started out. This can still be Twitter. But today the onslaught of brands, the onslaught of political ideologies and the onslaught of you have to take a side brigade i am always on the center on twitter i am neither right neither left right i don't want to be left or right i want to be me today i might right, like what the right is doing tomorrow i might like what the left is saying about what the right is doing yes sometimes the left is right and sometimes the right is left in the right right but now there is massive pressure in india you are you are either in the left yeah. or in the right you cannot be in the middle yeah i mean Sorry to interrupt, but we find ourselves in that spot all the time. Yes, it is very difficult for people like us who want to be on the middle. Yeah. And believe me, that is eighty-five percent of Twitter users. The other fifteen percent are the polarized bunch who will not let the people in the middle do what they want because you have to wade through tons of hash crap to get to the real information. Right? See, today there was a bomb blast or an explosion that happened at a concert. Right? instead of taking the live information that's coming out of the concert mm-hmm. i had to waste 20 minutes to wade through the crap that people are talking about ariana grande assuming that she was going to cancel her future concerts to get to the real information what happened how many were injured it took me all of 30 minutes to get to that we need to stop doing that see twitter is a good tool twitter is a piece of metal right by design twitter is a microscope you can examine anything minutely twitter is a telescope you can look at anything that's as far as away as you want twitter is also a megaphone your voice can be heard anywhere along with all that twitter is also like a piece of metal you can make it into a tool to <coughs> do something Sorry. or a weapon to hurt somebody unfortunately the second use is more prevalent today but i think it's a matter of time sure. right the correction is setting in because i know people who mute hashtags the first thing in the morning before they read stuff i do it daily i mute every single news outlet on twitter first thing in the morning i do not read news outlets on twitter because the same news is presented differently in different places what does that tell you it tells you that opinion has an upper hand over actual news today thinly disguised opinion is being pushed as news opinion or agenda whatever sure. you want to call it right these are the things that are polluting twitter today not for long no oh, i really hope it it is it is in a correction cycle now because i speak to brand managers all over the country they are seeing that the effectiveness of twitter campaigns is coming down they are having to go back to the drawing board to rethink how to use this medium to get what they want right so they'll have to do things right and i also work with a couple of people who handle social media for political parties they also have the same problem so their end result is not being achieved true all that noise is useless now to get results they need to get in line it's just a matter of when it is not a matter of whether or not they'll do it they have to do it eventually they'll fall in line because twitter was such a powerful tool in so many instances when the arab spring happened right oh 
that was a classic example of how twitter can actually change the political landscape of an entire country if people want it right and 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 there are many 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 things i i tweet a lot of uh, blood requests when from hospitals yes. and all that right because i have personally seen really critical people get support at the right time because somebody retweeted that blood request that matters a lot when you can save somebody who is on an operating table in some hospital there is nothing better than that because you never know tomorrow it might be you lying on that bed in that hospital when you need blood right what goes around comes around very true the this the, the other part of the conversation i wanted to have with you is on topics of uh, sensitivity you know like if if you look at the start up a technology ecosystem today uh, how sensitive they are to issues of gender you know sexism accessibility and all of that you i i read a couple of you know posts that you had written some time back about your experience of working in company then they were really shocking huh? i i some of the anecdotes you described now now when we are talking about a very vibrant startup ecosystem and a world class technology ecosystem how far you think we have come we are still there we haven't moved even an inch from where we were 15 20 years ago if you talk about legislator legislature laws being formulated yes they have been formulated and they have been passed uh, if you talk about the public messaging everybody has an accessibility program everybody has an internal team that is working on accessibility everybody has a csr uh, budget that is spent on accessibility to put things in perspective couple of months ago i was invited to an ascom event uh where uh, a famous iot brand was running a hackathon they wanted me to be one of the judges so i reached the place it was not accessible so i said see everybody knows that i have an access issue it's not like it's a secret right it's one of the worst kept secrets in india now if you look at it so i asked them see when you approach me didn't you know that i have a challenge they said yes so then why did you get me to this place where there are 64 stairs for people to go up and come down to get to the event that's it's either a joke or it's a planning problem so no no we'll give you four people to lift the wheelchair up through 64 stairs and lift you back down through 64 stairs as a number one it's personally humiliating to go through that very true number 2 it's not practically feasible also let's say i go there and there is an emergency call from home and i need to come back in say half an hour the event is scheduled for 4 hours right where do i go and search for these four guys then and this was under the auspices of nascom who also have an accessibility track running and all that right this is one example and the other example like i told you 
a lot of brands do not invite me to any of their events why i am on a wheelchair and they need to transport me and my wife it's not a cost problem they transport 1000 people already sure. right their problem is if they transport me and there is some problem when i talk about it mm-hmm. they'll be forced to fix it they don't want to fix things status quo is good for them so i don't get invited now i consider myself as somebody who has at least a certain amount of voice in the whole ecosystem no. right clear now if this is the case for somebody like me imagine an average person with an accessibility issue what he or she is going through is unimaginable have you met or have people i train people with disabilities on digital skills and place them in various places which have proper accessibility programs till date i have placed about 40 people in different places i don't talk about it much because i don't do it for talking about sure. it i do it because i like doing it sure right so their biggest problem is right i ask them what's your biggest and they say see they put a ramp in front of the office and tell me that the office is accessible that's not the point can a person with disability get to the same places that the other resources can can he or she independently do the same kind of work that the others can and simple things can i use the restroom if you are a person on a wheelchair in india believe me you better be wearing a diaper if you are traveling in this country you cannot be to save your own life i challenged myself and took a road trip from bangalore to chennai a few months ago i wanted to see how many toilets are accessible none of them none of them are the whole highway has no accessible toilets there are toilets with a wheelchair sign on them but they are on top of pavements that are minimum 3 feet above the road beats the purpose of having those toilets Clearly. that's the first thing i know the top disability activists in the country they're all friends we talk regularly about issues and challenges we face every one of them goes to any event wearing a diaper and carrying a deodorant or a perfume with them because they cannot pee anywhere in india even the airports right the so called wheelchair toilets in the airports are used as store rooms by the maintenance people try opening the door to one of those toilets you will realize what i'm saying it's full of you know soaps and shampoos and whatever nonsense is stocked there you cannot use that toilet also the first sign or the first step to being independent if you are a person with a disability right is to get out of your manual wheelchair and get into a motorized wheelchair yes current indian aviation rules do not allow you to carry a motorized wheelchair on a plane they don't because you need wet cells to power them wet cells are considered dangerous from a security point of view we can remove those cells and check them in as luggage all wheelchairs come with that facility but they do not allow this which means if i have to go from bangalore to delhi i need to get into a manual wheelchair be at the mercy of others to push me around and then go around point number 1 point number 2 airlines have no idea how to treat people with disabilities right i 
generally inform an airline ahead of time when i'm traveling that i'm on a wheelchair kindly accommodate me in the first two rows because otherwise it becomes a problem getting in getting out right despite that airlines put me on the 11th or 13th row in the middle seat imagine getting out of a wheelchair getting into the middle seat two people on both sides they are also inconvenience because of me because i can't move my legs forward backward when they want to go out and then once the flight stops you know how indians are when the flight has landed people crawling all over you to get out of the flight as though it's going to explode in 2 minutes right then getting up waiting for the wheelchair to come again your wheelchair you can't use the airport will give you a flimsy one you need to get into that because it's a universal size really small nonsensical looking thing and then they'll push you out your wheelchair comes in the luggage you need to pick it up get up from this wheelchair sit into that wheelchair and then go outside the airport this is an average travel experience for a person with disability now tell me how much has the sensitivity in our society increased how about the workplace zero right yeah now coming to the startup ecosystem right let's make it more general gender sensitivity does not exist to the level that it should right yeah. while every startup is keen to show itself as a diverse working working place uh inclusive working place and all that right in their minds there are only very warped things that are priorities valuation is one of the biggest priorities next round of funding is the next priority and pr is the third priority beyond this we've lost our capacity to think right the basic expectation when you join a startup is irrespective of your age sex or gender you are supposed to sit in office for 18 hours a day i am asking you why should this be a norm why do startups have to squeeze people to their death you are you are solving a problem right yeah. why do you need to solve it by torturing people because some startup in silicon valley did it it suddenly become glamorous right and there's also a stupid story that's going around explaining how bosses should be right this has been going around for a decade now right uh, from the time when uh, dr abdul kalam was the project manager for this uh, whole rocket program one of his colleagues had to take his family to circus and he didn't give him time off he went and took his family you know, the dr kalam went and took that guy's family to the circus or whatever right while i am a big fan of dr kalam i don't agree with what he did you either say no you can't go and let that man go another day or you let him go i don't get this you know keeping him in office and i'll take his family and go what if this guy wanted to get married that day will you go and marry that girl on his behalf right yeah. what happens to today's founders right they go more by the facile message they don't go deep right everybody wants to be steve jobs but everybody is read only about the brash side of steve jobs nobody is read about Steve Jobs the innovator who had clear thinking to solve what he set out to solve and how right. about the bigger technology companies are they any better or yeah when you say bigger right? <laughs> uh when you say bigger yeah so uh, a lot of these bigger companies also come to me and say we want you to be the face of our accessibility drive mm-hmm. or you know what you're doing is great you're inspiring as a brand it would make sense for us to associate with you what they mean is we have a couple of ramps in our office we want you to come and post there 
and probably participate in a couple of tweet chats about accessibility with our brand and we are done we'll pay you for it it's a lip service it is even big multinational brands which historically made the first or second computer that has been in history right which have a written policy of inclusion rejected me twice saying that you are on a wheelchair you will not be able to be an effective manager in our team you need to work late nights you need to take calls you have clients to manage and this is a company that has a written inclusion policy and a written work from home policy i don't want to name the company because sure. then this uh, podcast will become the most scandalous one <laughs> that factor daily has had in, in the last week or so right i leave that to you <laughs> um it is a company that's recently putting all its money on cloud and ai so i guess smart people can guess right you know, they've lost most of their uh, action force also now and they're looking at new faces it's not working anyways so the sad thing was i cleared all technical rounds i cleared the hr round they even told me that i am over qualified for the job how long back with this was this was the first instance was uh, roughly 13 years ago second one was about 8 years ago hmm. the third one was 4 years ago oh, okay same company sure. all three times sure right and every time i didn't apply they called me i didn't apply their hr reached out to me and said shakti we have a fit for you can you come over we want to talk to you every time i say have you considered because you know my challenges right no no we have a written inclusion policy what nonsense are you talking you are the face of inclusion for at least south india we want you on our workforce and blah 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 you go there the same shit happens you clear everything and say see this is perfect shakti but then i am afraid of will you be able to cope up with work see i said see i have worked in the us for 15 years i have worked with cisco i worked with uh, city bank i worked with at&t a lot of your top tech brands right i worked with kim police who was one of the instrumental people in java becoming what it is today they did not see my challenge they saw what i brought to the table exactly the day we get to there is when sensitivity is on the rise in india it is not being a woman in the startup ecosystem is a big challenge today let me tell you because if you look at the recent cases of harassment that have come out the overwhelming majority response is are yaar ladkiyon ka koi aur kaam nahi hai they wait for some time and raise a harassment claim nobody is even ready to give even 1% credence to what the woman is saying why would she wants to why would she want to malign her own name by saying this right nobody thinks logically it's become so ingrained into the culture that it has to be accepted because it's part of a pressure working environment yes. pressure relieve karne ke liye kuch bhi chalta hai yes right because you are a you are a company that makes interesting pieces of tv entertainment or youtube videos it doesn't mean that you can get away with murder in daylight but the sad thing is i saw even female comedians supporting that fellow yes you're saying i hope the truth comes out he's a gem of a person would you say that if it happened to you right somebody says i am standing in line in front of you please don't push me to an ekta kapoor in a bank and she says no no i have something to do urgently these people pilloried her badly for a week on social media saying she is indecent but when the founder of a company who is incidentally also paying these people to do their acts 
misbehaves with a girl, they are taking his side, not her side. And these are girls, by the way. It's a culture problem in India, I am telling you, right? As long as you are delivering, nobody cares how you are delivering. You, you are either popular or you are making tons of money or you are valued at billions. Yeah. You get away with murder. It started with Funny Smurti. It moved down, right? Then, then you had this guy, Tejpal. And now, now you have a couple of other famous names, right? Uh, but the point is this. Unless we start to look at things objectively and say, that, my dear friend, is a spade, these things are not going to change, right? We lack the capacity to call a spade a spade today. Because our priorities are aligned with what mileage will I get by siding with that guy today. I am a brand, he is a brand. Together, the brand cohesion is more important than what is right and what is wrong. So, on a final note, Shakti, if you were to <clears throat> two, three things that you would like to see happen over the next few years for us as an industry, you know, technology, startup ecosystem to become really world class <clears throat> in terms of workplace, inclusion and things, what would you, what are some of the like direct action points you would like to? We need more women founders. We need more differently abled founders also. I went to Sequoia with an idea. It was centered around access for the skilled, differently abled people, building a platform to get them work and connecting them with corporates that needed to work get done. You know what Sequoia did? They connected me to a bunch of bullshit people and then uh, had discussions with me for a week and finally said, Shakti, this doesn't fall into our CSR purview. I said, I did not come to you for CSR, I came to you for funding. They're like, no, Shakti, this is not going to work. We'll not be able to invest in it. Are you writing an app? No. Are you making a phone? No. Are you delivering food? No. Are you doing e-commerce? No. And then we can't finance you. Why? Because <coughs> you're a you're forty plus. How can you be a founder at forty plus? I said, okay, I can get my son to found it. He's just like 14, right? He'll probably be the youngest founder in India. No, no, then the whole discussion was like, then they connected me to some uh, weird lady in Delhi who was doing, uh, who was running a software consultancy uh, where only people on wheelchair were writing software and all that. She got orders from Australia and all. She said, and then they sent an email saying, let us all join energies and synergies and all that, blah, blah, blah. I said, see, Give me a yes or a no. So, sure. the VCs need to become more sensitive. Sure. That is where the startup ecosystem begins and ends, I'll tell you. Right? The VCs should add a few things to that term sheet to make the startup system better. Number one, employee satisfaction should get into the term sheet. Number two, vendor management needs to be a part of the term sheet. And number three, work culture should somehow be factored into a metric on the term sheet. Then we'll have a startup ecosystem that is just like what you have in Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, right? Their government regulations and the other infrastructure mechanisms are already in place. They don't need it additionally. Yes. Yes. But here it's woefully short. So we need, but then how many VCs will do this? Right? Currently there's a fight between VCs happening. Capital dumping, no capital dumping. They are fighting over all sorts of optics, right? They are not looking at, okay, why are so many startups failing, right? 
okay some are bound to fail right that is the definition of a startup cool but then there are still so many failing why are they failing what is the core of the problem there's either the approach that is wrong or the culture that is wrong right they are not looking to solve those two problems they are throwing money to fix problems and that money is going into a pr machinery that keeps eating money and comes back and asks you for more money how will that solve any problem so what we need to do is from the vcs to the founders right to the cxos we need tangible metrics to be built which figure in sensitivity and accessibility as part of the ecosystem it should not be something that has to be asked for it's something that has to be given by default that's when it matters currently it's not given by default to anybody you show me how many startups have a reasonable reasonably good office in bangalore it has become cool to work in crammed up places it has become cool to come to office wearing inappropriate you know wearing shorts and going to an office you know, uh, you know not changing clothes for four days sleeping and all what bullshit is this what are you trying to show see mark zuckerberg did it because he had some constraints when he was building facebook steve jobs did it he also had constraints right bill gates did it he had constraints they did not do it because that was the thing to do today it has become a thing i have even met founders who dropped out of school because they want to be founders i am a dropout i am an ideal founder now i'll go for funding <laughs> see we need to stop chasing optics as an sure. ecosystem sure and look at what problem we are solving right sure. uh, and i am happy the way the startup ecosystem is going today because consolidation is happening yes the noise is getting weeded out yes unfortunately not fast enough sure. because again the vcs are shopping every vc wants a copy of that startup in his portfolio that has to stop the minute you had somebody invested in flipkart and somebody invested in snapdeal indian e-commerce was doomed that day you should have told the snapdeal guys what different problem are you solving these guys are solving it already how is it different was that question even part of the discussions i don't think so they said no no one of these guys will fail so let us stay invested in both that sort of thinking has to get out right and also i think the regulatory bodies have a big role to play in it sure. people like nascom they can do a lot that what they are doing is woefully short sure. sure and 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 this whole startup india thing right it has to move out of optics yeah. currently it's all optics and founders i have one message for the founders please stop attending events like you are film stars or celebrities and please go sit in your office and solve the problem you are solving right <laughs> what nonsense is this I I am in Delhi talking to a couple of founders. I am in Mumbai addressing this, and and there is a fire in your office. You are not able to pay your vendor for God's sake, yeah. right? Yeah. What and vendors taking money out of the ecosystem and becoming angel investors themselves, right? This is the classic definition of you know irony. And this is like a beggar. supporting two other beggars <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry if i'm sounding like a no, broken no, record no no you you are perfectly fine and uh, important messages actually so i think i digressed <laughs> a lot from the sensitivity thing no no you did we, we did talk about it and uh, i think the messages were important uh, if if really we want to build a world class ecosystem then we need to imbibe uh, some of those and accountability accountability is very important yeah 
make it a feature right see employees don't figure into any terms no, it today no 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 they must they must because end of the day they are the people who are solving the problems true and make the founders accountable right or uh, do a dipstick survey once in uh, once a quarter and hold the founder by the collar and say why are employees saying this yeah simple thanks uh, shakti this was really <laughs> enlightening i i must admit that as much as <laughs> you see the humorous side of it all this was fun i really enjoyed it and more power to you thank you